Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of season two of May I Interrupt? He's Dr. Justin Jedlicka. I'm Craig Norman, and we're happy to be your host today of what we hope will be a really interesting uh, half hour or so discussion. Jason, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Craig. Thank you very much. I have my man, may I interrupt water bottle. So I'm staying hydrated. Yeah, good. Um, you know, I'm trying not to look your way too much, protecting my eyes from the glare off. Correct. Of, you know, correct. Just doing my usual. Uh, so it's a good day. I've been uh, uh, fondly thinking of playing golf with you again sometime soon, Excellent. seeing the golf balls there. Excellent. And I'm just excited for our guest today. Yeah. So I see you're staying hydrated, but why is it red? Excuse me? The stuff that was inside there. I didn't say what I was staying hydrated I see. with. I see. It smelled like That's a lot like grapes That's between me and you, Craig. Well. Grapes. Just ruined the show now. So we are super excited today to have one of the premier contact lens persons uh, on the globe. Uh, I think you all have heard of this fellow's name. But today we're going to try to get up close and personal with Dr. Ed Bennett. Ed, join us, please. Thanks, Greg. Thanks Thank for being you. here. Thank you. It's great to be here. All right. Now we uh, now we really have three Indiana people on the exactly. in the chairs. Yes, that's solid. It is Hoosiers. Two that is you know are there right now, and one that was banned. <laughs> They might have let him back recently, right. possibly. Right. So, um, Ed, we, we're not going to go too much into your background, right? Um, except that we were pleasantly um, surprised to hear that you recently retired. And uh, I wasn't pleasantly surprised to hear that. You weren't? I was disappointed. Yeah. Why? I don't know. I like Ed. Oh, I like Ed. No, he's here. Oh, okay. That's so. Being retired, he gets to hang out with us exactly. more. Exactly. Okay. He gets to work on. Then his I'm golf pleasantly game, surprised you retired. Which, which too, needs so. it. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. Give him a golf ball. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. 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 So, Ed, you have published. I don't know. I think more books and contact lenses than anybody else. I'm guessing that that's a true statement. Is that right? Well, I I, I can't say that, but I, I've been fortunate. Yeah. Well, you've been fortunate because you've had terrific co-authors, right? So we know, I have. We, we, exactly. So, <laughs> I, I really so we know that. But uh, Ed, in all seriousness, I mean, the stuff that you had written, uh, in particular on you know gas permeable lenses, which laid the you know foundation for many folks, I think, was really a seminal work at the time. And, uh, you know, we've heard the story many times, but my understanding is that that almost never even got published. Is that correct? Yeah, I you know thank you, Craig and Jason for your kind words. I, I was I've been really lucky in my life, and I was in a position where I had an idea for a book, and it was really GPs were in their infancy. This is probably about 1982 or 83, and I put it together with uh, with Bob Groy, um, my first co-author, and he you know we were unproven. Uh, not and and sent it to every publisher, got rejected by everybody. Uh, one letter said, "We don't think it's a good topic," and who's ever heard of Ed Bennett? So, so I went to my mentor, Dr. Irvin Borish, and said, "Dr. Borish, would you contribute a chapter on rigid multifocal lenses?" And he said, "Sure, Ed." 
put his name on the table of contents, sent it to his publisher, and he had the biggest selling book in optometry, and it got published, mm -hmm. and the, the rest really was, was yeah. history for me. Well, it's, it's phenomenal, and the, uh, you know, the different volumes that you published, I mean, that, again, it's, all I can say is it's a seminal work. You should be congratulated for that. Thank you. The, um, so, Ed, we know you for a lot of things, you know, Professor Ed Umzo, we know you as an author, uh, we know you personally as just a good guy, I mean, there's, there's all of that. You're an average to below average golfer, we, we know that as <laughs> true, well. True, true. And, and which makes at least two out of this three. This right. one is above average, just average, <laughs> average at best, right. But over here. But, Ed, I, I think that one of the coolest things that you have done uh, is to be associated with the RGPLI, the Richard Gas Permeable Lens Institute, where you were involved in taking the organization from its infancy into this much bigger entity. And we're gonna ask you to talk a little bit about that today as well. Mm -hmm. And then the impact that it has done, especially through your residency program mm -hmm. uh, for here at the Academy of Optometry, I've run into like 40 people just today that were ex-residents and participants in the GPLI. And so you're still actively involved with that, correct? Yeah, it's really been my greatest privilege. And when I think about the, the decision that has meant the most to me professionally, it was becoming executive director of the GP Lens Institute. And, and just all the programs that we've, we've developed for uh, students, residents, and for practitioners. And we've got a, uh, a campaign going on now that will allow us to, to do even more. You know, we've got a lot of great ideas and programs for the next couple of years. And uh, the residence program is, is as you said, it, it's one of our most enjoyable and yeah. most beneficial. And we've now, 23 years, we've seen hundreds and hundreds of residents become leaders in, in corneum contact lenses. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Ursula Lotzgad, who it was at a educators meeting when we brought GPLI brought you know the Ursula? educators together. Ursula Lotzgad? Yeah. I've slept with her. Oh. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. I'm out. She's my wife. <laughs> <laughs> but she was, you know, we met and talked and, and she thought, boy, a meeting for the residents would be a great idea. And, and she's coordinated all 23 and, and it's been, it's just been uh, such a blessing and a privilege to be able to work with them. But yeah, I, I've, you know, it, to me being able to do all these programs for practitioners and for students and residents and, and knowing that we've got some great programs right. coming down the road right. is uh, right. just absolutely so much like, fun. Like, I don't know if you looked at the grid here at the Academy of Optometry, you know, we all look at the grid in preparation to see what right. we're going to attend. Yeah. And you look at the contact lens column, right? And I was going through there and I was going, ex-resident, 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 right, right down the line, right? That, uh, and that's amazing. And all of them who I was reminiscing and remembering when they went through the residence meeting of the GPLI, you know, yeah. kind of yeah. what year and what they've accomplished. And We've had this outstanding advisory board and you both are, are members, long-term members of it. Um, Jason's done kind enough to do many webinars and contribute to many of our programs. And you know how fortunate are we to, to have you, Craig? You are the answer to the trivia question. 
who's been the longest member on our advisory board. You're on the advisory board. I started in 1988. You're on the advisory board before I started. <laughs> yeah. So you you have that. Uh, and, and I, I remember it because I advised them against hiring. <laughs> <laughs> you are a very you're a very wise person. <laughs> I thought they should get somebody qualified. And, wow. And uh, again, I, I'm solely kidding with that statement because said you've been fantastic and, it, yeah. and i didn't know this bit of trivia by the way yeah. that uh yeah that i was the longest yeah, that, yeah. and and you've been a, you've is, been an outstanding contributor i'm not going to return the you know the, the, the kidding you've been an outstanding contributor is there I, a is there a pension program yeah <laughs> well in the, the story i've told many times is how i became executive director is you know i was filming videos at berkeley with uh, Dr. Robert Mandel and, and Carl Moore, and you know how wonderful it would be with Dr. Mandel. You know, you had his book as a student, and he's legendary. And you're doing these videos for the GPLI, and and then we get done, and Carl Moore takes me to the airport, and he goes, "Well, Ed, we'd like you to become executive director of the GPLI." And I said, "No, no I, I'm not qualified to do that." Right. And uh, just what just what you were saying a yeah. minute ago. Well, I, I was the guy that told. Carl, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Carl goes, you don't understand, Ed. If you don't accept this, then um, I'm going to drop you off at the side of the highway. <laughs> You're going to have to find a way to the airport. Right. So I, I said, yes. What a great decision. You know, I and mean, I know that that story is true because I've heard Carl repeat it almost word for word right? yeah. from yeah. from what you said. And of course, he's always felt that, you know, that was an important moment for him, too, to be able to get that position settled uh, settled with you. So the um, activities that are going on with the GPLI right now, right? That my understanding is, is that the structure's changed a little bit more, that the uh, GPLI was historically part of the Contact Lens Manufacturers Association. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And now they're more of a offshoot or separate business entity, separate mm -hmm. 50, one C three, which means that you accept donations. Yes, he accepts donations. <laughs> we accept them. Good plug. Way to work that in, Craig. And, and uh, with, with the goal to continue to be able to just supply state of the art, unbiased education. It's not uh, company biased at all. It's really you learn all this, and the companies that are here in this exhibit hall. They can figure out how to sell the widgets to people, right? Yeah, yeah. And and what's really exciting for us, and we'll introduce that program before the end of the year, and it, it really is in a position where we, we've worked so hard to try to be the generic, you know, education source or education first in, in terms of, of GP and custom soft lenses, but we can do so much more and it all it comes down to funding. So we're very, very excited about that. We, we're going to introduce practitioner membership programs, student membership programs. We have a, a series of modules uh, it, it, that we're going to condense it to OMG, but basically it's, oh my God, I got a GP wear in my chair. What do I do? <laughs> yeah. And we've got an outstanding committee, uh, Jen Harthen and, and Shell Mann coordinating at ICO along with, uh, uh, we've, we've got um, Suka Bacic, Karen Lee and Lacey Haynes, and it, it's we're we're going to introduce our first module. Um, it'll be very comprehensive. Uh, 
next year. Then we're in follow-up with myopia, keratoconus, and, and right. more like opomodulus. So, so who's the focus of that education? Who's the potential audience? The novice practitioner. Mm -hmm. There's there's a few practitioners out there who don't feel comfortable with GP lenses, and we all know that, mm -hmm. quite a few. But also students can benefit as well. It can be for the student as, as well as the novice practitioner. And then we're going to expand our workshop programs at yeah. you know at the schools and be oh, able to do case grand round workshops, expand our scleral lens presence in the schools. We work with SLS on scleral workshops. Yeah. So we're real excited about what the future holds. I, you know, what's funny is in the last two or three years, I've been asked to do more speaking or lecturing or workshops on basic GP lens right. fitting right. than 20 years before that. And so again, I, I don't know if it's that We've got so many other options that sclerals are taking over and so much that people are moving away from corneal GPs and, and but now people want it back again. They want to get yeah. better at it again. And I think it's just cyclical. I think it's coming around where more of your novice fitters maybe came out of their programs and hadn't worked with it and realized, no, I, I want to know how to fit these lenses. Right. I want to share with you something that's interesting. I'm involved with a project uh, that is a optometry student um, poster contest, right? And so they submitted the uh, top six posters. Uh, once uh, they're decided on by the judges, get to go to GSLS. This has been an ongoing program uh, and so on. So I was just reviewing some of the preliminary results from uh, this most recent one and only around 15 to 20% of the submissions for the posters were on sclerals. Interesting. I thought it was fascinating because if we would look six yeah. or seven years ago, it would have been a lot of switched. Yeah. It would yeah. be switched mm -hmm. in the yeah. other direction that mm -hmm. it was that many sclerals. And so I started to think the same thing you just said, Jason, is I wonder if people are looking at other parts of contact lenses still. They're not just saying scleral lenses are for everybody, although they're terrific, right? Mm -hmm that what about these other kinds of things that you can try, whether it be corneal lenses or piggyback lenses or unusual applications of the lenses? I think one thing you both share in common is your history is working with all those types of lenses. Right. You know, you work with spherical GPs, multifocals, uh, sclerals, myopia. You know, that, that's one thing that's really nice for everybody to benefit from is, is your history is full of fitting those lenses and you appreciate that we benefit from that yeah yeah that's great so ed what's what's next for you well i'm excited i you know here in, at the academy and i'm involved i'm head of a task force for leadership and it's been really enjoyable we our program is a three-hour program here eight virtual modules throughout the year and then a two-hour program in san diego and then we'll, we'll continue that and we hope then to, we, we have big plans for what we're going to do in, in our efforts to be the source of leadership in optometry. So I, I'm really excited about that. Um, love working uh, you know, with Contact Lens Spectrum. I think that, uh, but GPLI is, you know, yeah. I, and I still teach part-time. I, yeah, I, yeah. I used the word that you used a few years ago, I've transitioned. Transition. Not really retired. Yeah, I'm, and I'm continuing to transition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, well, you know, you hate to be put out to pasture if you still have something to contribute. Right? Yeah. Yeah. 
it's it's fun to still yeah, yeah. Be, be involved, yeah, keep yeah. your mind active, and, and play a role. And it's it, it's yeah. really wonderful to do. Yeah. So, Jason, we're gonna we're on the home stretch here. Yep. Do you have anything else that you'd like to bring up today? Uh, you know, I don't know. We could talk about the Cardinals. <laughs> yeah. We talk about some of your patients that are interesting, but. Uh, no, I just, you know, uh, what's interesting because I did a Conding Lens residency mm-hmm. and it was before before this, right? This. Yeah. Right. And I left that residency year with knowledge about fitting specialty lenses. But there was nothing for me to take there. There was no connections. Yeah. There was no fellowship of others that I had connected with. Um, and so, you know, in a jealous way, I look at it now and I think, you know, we have people come to us say i want to do a contact lens residency and they say because i want to get better at fitting specialty lenses i say well that's a good reason to do one but you know the real reason to do one is to meet the fantastic people in the contact lens world and to network with them and build the connections with industry with other fitters to build to begin a lifetime of specializing in the gp field and contact lens field. And um, I mean, that all goes back to what GPLI has done yeah. these last 23 years. It's, you know, it's I, completely changed what contact lens practice is about because now there's uniformity and there's family around it and it's become a specialty that yeah. everybody wants to get. And you hit on an excellent point that the uh, GPLI residence weekend Mm-hmm. where they're exposed to industry opens their eyes to something they'd never have the opportunity thereafter. Yeah. You know, they go from kind of just knowing a little bit about contact lenses to rubbing shoulders with these principals and experts within these companies that will have relationships with them for a really long time in their career. And you just can't get that easily, no. right? It's a one by one And thing. it benefits the residents, it benefits the labs, it benefits everybody, but that's GPLI making it happen. And that's, yeah. it's all the difference. So yeah. appreciate your body of work for these many years. Right. That's very kind of you to say. They, they, they've, several companies now have partnered in to work with the residents so that, that education is ongoing through the year. We started a residency advisory board, so we're many of these people in the last several years are on committees now. We we want to keep them engaged, but but no, thank you for the kind words about the, the symposium and the workshop, and we we've, we've been so blessed to have them in our life. Right, right, yeah, yeah, for, for sure. For sure. Okay, so Ed, if if somebody is interested in learning more about the GPLI or even, as I mentioned before, they accept donations, <laughs> that uh, how, how would they get a hold of you or where, where should they go to make that happen? Well, we, we have several ways to make that happen. We have our website, www.gpli.info, or you can just Google uh, GP Lens Institute, and all our resources are, are, are there. You know, you can, a lot of them, you, you can, obtained at no charge. Um, so you can just go and, and, and then a lot of online programs and probably about 150 webinars. You can also always email me at ebennett at umsel.edu. Uh, we now have a, a staff member and she's helping us in, in every conceivable way. And you can email her at, at beth at gpli.info. So we're, we're really, and we're open for ideas in terms of what can we do and 
what you would you like us to do? And we'd really appreciate that input. Yeah, okay. I think everybody needs to pay a visit to that website. The resources that are there and the webinars. It's incredible. That are there. Anybody ever says, how do you find? Go to the website. It is. It's incredible. The, it, and whatever you need, it's there. So. And the archival system is fantastic. Yeah. Agree. And, Agree. And itself. So, Ed, thank you very much for participating. And may I interrupt? We didn't get much interruptions today. That. Uh, <laughs> We'll, well, you know, I was that. thinking as we were going through most of this that you guys were talking about history. I was barely alive for some of this stuff. So right. it's hard for me to interrupt when I have no context. Right. Except the part that you said that you were a residence before there was a residence program. Well, that's true. <laughs> so, that, that got me into the, exactly. into the territory at least. So. so thank you very much for watching and listening for this episode of May I Interrupt? Please stay tuned to others brought to you by Oculus. We really appreciate you viewing this. Take care. Everybody. Don't forget the merch. Thank you, Ed.